ഫുറൂഹ <laughs> When we talk about the seerah, the biography of Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiyallahu ta'ala an, what we need to understand is that his seerah is folded into three phases. The first phase is the life of Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab. in the time of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam the second phase is the life of umar ibn al-khattab radiyallahu ta'ala an in the time of hazrat abu bakr siddiq radiyallahu ta'ala and finally the third phase is the khilafat of hazrat umar radiyallahu ta'ala an inshaallah ta'ala we will endeavor to cover all the important aspects in the three phases we started off by covering the family background of hazrat umar radiyallahu ta'ala an he is a qurayshi a member of the tribe of adi how he embraced islam how he converted to islam the hijrah of hazrat umar radiyallahu ta'ala an that was also covered important lessons that need to be taken in the hijrah of Hazrat Umar radiyallahu ta'ala an Sayyidina Umar radiyallahu ta'ala an's words of wisdom many a times he would say something in arabic that would be transferred as revelation to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam in the last session we talked about some of the important ghazawats the battles which are very important in islamic history to understand and the great contribution of hazrat umar radiyallahu ta'ala an his opinion was accepted and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed many verses that sayyidina umar radiyallahu ta'ala an what he spoke was haq We covered the first battle in Islam that was the battle of Badr after a great defeat the kuffar were now thirsty for revenge it was something very difficult to digest and swallow 70 of 
the elites, nobles, leaders died in the very first battle. Abu Jahl and his entire team wiped out. So they were prepared now, mentally, very, very angry. The man they came to was Abu Sufyan. Abu Sufyan again, an important member in the city of Makkah. The rich tycoon as they say. The one who would finance all the campaigns. Especially when it came to fighting the Muslims. He was the supplier. He made sure he gave them weapons, clothes, armor, everything, tents, whatever you need. Abu Sufyan was the man who had it all. All of them came to Abu Sufyan and they pledged on his hands and they said, Look, we don't want to waste time. If we don't take on the Muslims now, Muslims will become stronger and stronger by the day in the city of Medina to Munawwara. And then you had people who were masters in the Arabic language, spurring people by reciting fanatical, militant verses, chanting Ash'ar, so that to, to raise that fire of fighting inside them, creating that atmosphere. So it all worked for Abu Sufyan, and Abu Sufyan said, fine. 50-70% of my goods I will supply everything a powerful army was prepared of approximately 3,000 3,000 in the month of Shawwal 3rd Hijri they marched out of Makkah al-Mukarramah with the intention to fight the Muslims some of the Musafirin that travel in that region Makkah Medina they got the information that the Meccans are now out of Makkah to fight the Muslims with a powerful army. When they met some of the Muslims in the vicinity of Medina to Munawwara, they would want to scare them. You've had it. An army is coming, and a strong army. Not an army of a thousand, three thousand with all the weapons. Subhanallah. The words of the companions are recorded in the Quran. The intention was to scare them. To scare them. And this is what happens, you see. This missile, that missile, we've got this, we've got this, we've got that. Subhanallah, you've got everything that is material. But we have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everything that is material, we have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alam tara kayfa fa'ala rabbuka bi ashaab al-feel. Alam yaj'al kaydahum fi tadlil. How did Fir'aun die? How did Qarun die? Allahu Akbar. History is there. Communities that challenged the prophets and said, Man ashaddu minna quwa. Who is stronger than us? Who is stronger than us? Subhanallah. Today they are nothing but history. Nobody remembers them. But a believer, he never dies. He never dies. Yes, the soul departs and leaves the body. Subhanallah. But only a transaction from one place to another place. And for that Muslim mu'min to enter Jannah, he has to die. 
and that is why Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says Al-Mawtu Tuhfatul Mu'min that death is a gift for a believer isn't that right Abdul Hamid Shaykh Abdul Hamid Hakadha ha? Yusilul Habib ilal Habib Subhanallah we are going from one section to another section like one friend meeting another friend Yusilul Habib ilal Habib وَلَا تَحْسَبَنَّ الَّذِينَ قُتِلُوا فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ يَمْوَاتًا And don't even think for one minute for those who are the mujahideen and who pass away that they have died. Subhanallah, no. فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ وَالْأَحْيَاءٌ They are alive. These are the verses of the Qur'an. And so the companions were informed. This, this military, this might is coming. What have you got? And subhanallah, what a beautiful answer. Hasbunallah, hasbunallah. Those two are the ones who are going to be able to do this. Hasbunallah, who are going For us is Allah. Allah is sufficient. We don't need, we need no one except for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was informed. Initially, the intention was. Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam wanted to fight the kuffar from within Madinatul Munawwara. And he said, if they come close to Medina, if they enter the city of Medina, that is the time we will retaliate. We shall fight them to repel them off. If they enter Madinatul Munawwara. And we had some of the companions who did not participate in the battle of Badr. Some of the youth, they have that energy, they want to fight. The battle of Badr was something very big in the annals of Islamic history the first jung ghazawa with huzur alayhi salatu was salam the first battle so you had a lot of youth they were giving mashwira pressing on to huzur alayhi salam messenger of Allah not in Medina Munawara we want to fight them in the open we want to fight them in the open let them come out. Let, let us see them face to face. Not in Madinatul Munawara. Not in Madinatul Munawara. They were all ready, energetic. You had youth as young as 15 years of age. Hazrat Samara and Hazrat Rafa' came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam for enrollment for the battle of Uhud. Huzur alayhi salam says, How old are you? 15, too young. Go, Jawa. Samara, how old are you? 15, too young, by Jaw. Now the father comes of Rafa'. Ya Rasulullah. Shifarish. Saying to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, My son is only 15. But my son is talented. In military warfare, he's a strong young lad. 15 years of age, but a great shooter. A great shooter. He'll come in handy for the Muslims. Huzur alayhi salatu was salam looked at the father with the consent of the father. He says, okay, if this is your wish, Rafa'ah, you are selected with the Muslims. Samara finds out, 15-year-old who was not accepted. He comes along and he says, Ya Rasulullah, he's a good shooter, but physically I am stronger than him. If both of us were to wrestle, I'll take him on. I'll overpower him. Subhanallah, how important it is to stay fit. Subhanallah. Huzur alayhi salatu was salam said to both of the young boys, 
let me see you fight. Now this was not a serious fight, it was all about testing the strength, the nerves. And as Samara said, I am a stronger boy than my friend here, brother, Rafa. Samara took on Rafa and Rafa fell down. Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam smiled and says, okay, Samara, you are also included. So there was this excitement. The Ansar and the Muhajirin were prepared. We will take them on, we will fight. We have Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam with us. And I'm mentioning this, it is the seerah of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala that in all the battles with Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam, Hazrat Umar Farooq played a key role. A key role. So we need to understand that. Subhanallah, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, after taking mashwara from the companions, some of the young Sahaba were saying it should be outside Madinatul Munawwara. Very persuasive, forceful, no, outside. Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam stayed quiet, went in the hujra, in the room, and after a while he came out with his suit of armor for jihad. Allahu Akbar. Picture Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam with this beautiful suit of armor and a helmet, and a helmet wearing. And with a sword out. Subhanallah, the companions were surprised. In the battle of Uhud, the first man to change in that suit for fighting was Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And he came out. The companions had already made mashwira. And some of them said, Ya Rasulullah, possibly, perhaps it was not the right manner to talk to you. Maybe your intention was that we would fight them in Medina Munawarat. Maybe it was not right for us to say what we said. We are happy with whatever you decide. If you wish that we want to fight the, the people of Makkah in Medina, we are ready. Hear the words that come out from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa He said, it does not befit a Nabi. It does not befit a Nabi when he has put on the armor for jihad to take it out again. It does not befit him. So once that armor has been put on by a Nabi, there is no going back. Then it is only jihad. Then it is only the battlefield. And Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam said, let us all march out of Madinatul Munawwara. As the Mujahideen were preparing to leave Madinatul Munawwara, the people of Makkah, the Qurayshi people, the Kuffar are already out. Information is given to them. The Muslims are also preparing Subhanallah, how difficult it must be for Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam to be in the midst of munafiqeen. And this is not something that is new now in the year 2006 that we have people who have this uh, character that fits this description in the most complete and perfect way that they are munafiqeen. Even whilst they say, La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah. And they were saying this in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So you had Abdullah bin Ubay, Raisul Munafiqeen, the leader of all the Munafiqeen, if you remember we, we talked about him in the last session or the last session before. He came making excuses. In front of Rasulullah that no, I'm not feeling well, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He was a Munafiq. 
آپ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم سے ٹیم یو آر ایکسکیوز ڈو واٹ یو وانٹ ہی واز ناٹ پریپیئر ٹو فائٹ ود دا مسلم ہی کیم آؤٹ اینڈ ود ہم انادر تھری ہنڈریڈ اے چنک ون تھرڈ آلسو کیم آؤٹ سو ناؤ یو اونلی ہیو سیون ہنڈریڈ مجاہدین ہو آر ٹو فائٹ تھری تھاؤزینڈ سبحان اللہ ایوری تھنگ واز ان دا نیم آف اللہ سبحان رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم got out of Medina closer to the area of Uhud. Uhud, alhamdulillah, I'm sure majority of you have visited Medina, Munawwara, Makkah, Mukarramah, have seen all the sites. Jabal-e-Uhud, a precious mountain in Medina, the outskirts of Medina to Munawwara. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Jabalun Uhudun yuhibbuna wa nuhibbuhu. The mountain of Uhud is a special mountain. The mountain of Uhud loves Muhammad and Mustafa and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam loves this mountain. According to some of the narration it is said this entire mountain will be uprooted uh, during the day of Qiyamah and it will be taken into Jannah. The entire structure, that, that, the whole of that mountain, all, all that region, you have different different parts that will be taken, lifted up by the malaika, taken into Jannah. So a special mountain. Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said and even the people that are there very pious people, simple people if you, if you meet them, subhanallah a lot of peace tranquility can be experienced when you are there the, the shuhada are also there the maqbara of the shuhada is also there Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam after getting there first of all he organized the setting and allocated the position to all the Mujahideen which positions to take the most important group are the 50 archers 50 archers were deployed in a special area on one side of the mountain Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said to them make sure under no circumstances are you to leave this position whatever you see stay there Your duty is to cover the Muslims. So you had the Muslims on one side, you had the kuffar here face to face, and you have Jabal-e-Uhud on this side, and you had the archers on this side. So you have the archers, the Muslims, the kuffar, and Jabal-e-Uhud on this side. Huzur alayhi salatu wassalam said, make sure you secure this position so that if you need to shoot arrows, to prevent the cavalry of the kuffar coming and attacking the Muslims from the rear you can stop them this was the duty so 50 of them under Hazrat Abdullah ibn Jubair radiallahu ta'ala an, he was the Amir all the positions were given subhanallah and the battle started some of the ulama have mentioned that in the beginning it was the women from the Qureshi tribe what they would do, they came with the women, the kuffar, they would beat the drums, they would beat the drums and they started singing. Again, all the ash'ar, making sure that they are hyped up to that right level to fight. And that is why some of the ulama have mentioned that uh, music, music totally is haram. And I say some of the ulama, 
I mean that if it's like nazam and na'at without the musical instruments, Allah have said that is jaiz. But the thing with music is that it is some form of indoctrination. You, be, you become addicted. It gives you that buzz. You want to do something. So it's an addiction. So even in the battlefield, this is what they were doing. With their drums started to beat. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam gave his sword to Hazrat Abu Dujjana. Abu Dujjana radiallahu ta'ala. He took the sword of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and he knew giving the sword to him meant that he was the one to initiate everything, start the fights in the Muslim camp. The battle started. Ulama have mentioned when he took hold of the sword of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he just went in front of the kuffar and he fought in such a manner that he broke the entire defense of the kuffar. That entire wall. Some of the ulama have mentioned this was the karamat of Abu Dujjana, but above the karamat, it was also the sword of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam that was given to him. So Abu Dujjana pushed the 3,000 soldiers that were there, the kuffar, pushed them back. And then behind Hazrat Abu Dujjana came Hazrat Hamza radiallahu ta'ala. Subhanallah. Hazrat Hamza was a great warrior, a great mujahid. The kuffar took great pride in the name of Hazrat Khalid bin Walid. Remember, Hazrat Khalid was not a, Muslim, not a Muslim at that time. And they were all ready and prepared. They knew they've got Khalid. And with the Muslims, they knew Hazrat Hamza radiallahu ta'ala. He was the partner of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam when they would practice archery. So Hazrat Hamza radiallahu ta'ala was unstoppable. So Abu Dujana opened up everything and Hazrat Hamza radiallahu ta'ala went inside. Unstoppable. He fought very very bravely killing many of the kuffar many of the kuffar now subhanallah the kuffar came prepared they wanted to take out some individuals there was a contract uh, on the name of Hazrat Hamza radiallahu ta'ala if I may use that term (laughs) and a special man came with this responsibility subhanallah his name is Vahshi. Even Vahshi embraced Islam later on. He was the slave of one individual whose name was Jubair bin Mut'im. Jubair bin Mut'im. Jubair bin Mut'im told him. Now Abu Jahl was killed. All the elite people were killed. So they wanted to take revenge. Their target was Hazrat Hamza radiallahu ta'ala. Subhanallah. And Allah gives shahadat to those whom he loves. Allah gives shahadat to those whom he loves. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala was a shaheed. Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala was a shaheed. In the case of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, because he was a Nabi, and the status of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was such, that Allah only gave that uh, title to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam which would befit him. And indirectly even that was shahadat. 
and even Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala we won't go into that so shahadat again is a great ranking in Islam so Hazrat Hamza radiallahu ta'ala Vahshi was told by his master that I will give you freedom from slavery you will be free you do my job and you are a free man on top of that the wife of Abu Sufyan she was again full of anger and hatred she didn't like the Muslims at all at that time subhanallah and she went to Vahshi and said Vahshi I am a rich lady I am the wife of Abu Sufyan I will give you everything now Vahshi was an expert thrower of the javelin or the spear seldom did he miss his mark he was a powerful man in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam when the Arabs fought there was one unique character about all the Arabs Buzdil they were powerful, brave, courageous people when they fought it wasn't from the top they fought face to face they didn't like attacking anyone from the back this was their nature so in the beginning when the fighting started it was face to face but in the case of Hazrat Hamza radiallahu ta'ala and to fight him face to face it was very very difficult so a trap was set for Hazrat Hamza radiallahu ta'ala Wahshi wanted to ambush him and at a distance when Hazrat Hamza radiallahu ta'ala was close to him he took an aim Allahu Akbar and with such force he threw that spear that it hit Hazrat Hamza radiallahu ta'ala from the back and according to some of the narration that spear was also poisoned Allahu Alam and it went inside from this side and it just came out from the front section with such force at that when the Muslims saw this it was very very difficult for Hazrat Hamza radiallahu ta'ala was a man who was uh, the key figure the main man taking control of the battles Hazrat Hamza radiallahu ta'ala fell on one side all the kuffar started screaming and saying that yes we have done the job Hamza radiallahu ta'ala has been killed Hamza radiallahu ta'ala has been killed and Hinda she came along Allahu Akbar and you see there is no Rahmah uh, the sifat of the description that, that fits a, a believer to have mercy in your heart it's not there she came and when she looked at Hazrat Hamza radiallahu ta'ala who had passed away she took a knife, a blade and she ripped open the stomach of Hazrat Hamza radiallahu ta'ala and she took out everything that the internal organs and according to another narration she was trying to chew some of the body parts of Hazrat Hamza radiallahu ta'ala this was their character this is uh, how thirsty they were for revenge with the Muslims and another thing which the kuffar did for the first time they not only killed the, the, the mujahideen that were there those who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to, to make them a martyr, a shaheed another policy they adopted was to mutilate the bodies so you had women there with knives and if they saw any of the companions that were shaheed they would go there, run and mutilate this Urdu mein musla mutilate the bodies of the 
companions. That is why when Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam saw the body of Hazrat Hamza radiallahu ta'ala an, he said, until the day of Qiyamah, my uncle is the leader of all the shuhada. Until the day of Qiyamah, everyone who becomes shaheed, my uncle, he is Sayyidu shuhada He is the leader of all the shuhada. So on the day of Qiyamah, there will be this group of all the shaheed, the shuhada of this ummah. On the day of Qiyamah, all the shuhada on one side, who gave their life, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Hazrat Hamza radiallahu ta'ala an will be walking in front of them Sayyidu shuhada radiallahu ta'ala Subhanallah even then my respected brothers the Muslims fought and fought Alhamdulillah as was the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah's help descended even in the battle of Badr the angels came and even in the battle of Uhud the angels came According to the riwayat of Hazrat Sa'ad bin Abi Waqqas radiallahu ta'ala an, he says, رَأَيْتُ النَّبِيِّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ يَوْمَ أُحَدْ I saw Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on the day of Uhud. رَأَيْتُ النَّبِيِّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ I saw. وَمَعَهُ رَجُلَانِ يُقَاتِلَانِ عَلَيْهِمَا ثِيَابٌ بِيز On the day of Uhud, I saw two, two men close to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And they were dressed up in white. They were dressed up in white. And he says, مَا رَأَيْتُهُمَا قَبْلُ وَلَا بَعْد I have never ever seen them. Never recognized them to be the companions. Never knew who they were. I never saw them. That was the first and last time I saw them. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, These were the angels, the malaika. Close to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Subhanallah. It was victory for the Muslims. The Muslims were pushing them forward and forward. In fact, a time came when the kuffar decided to, to run away from the battlefield. Everyone was dispersed. When they saw this, some of the Muslims thought that, Alhamdulillah, Allah has given us victory. The kuffar are now running away. Now, some of the archers also saw the kuffar running away. And the Muslims were chasing them. They decided also to leave that section and secure the spoils of war. When I say secure the spoils of war, some of the kuffar were taking everything what they had. So the Muslims were chasing them. Hazrat Abdullah bin Jubair, who was the Amir, said to them that clear instructions were given to us not to leave this position. Some of the companions, Mujahideen, said that. Huzur alayhi salatu wassalam, what he meant was in our engagement of fighting with the kuffar, we are to remain here. But here the kuffar are running away. So it is okay for us to leave this position. And a lot of the mujahideen left that position. Now we come back to Hazrat Khalid bin Walid, <laughs> radiallahu ta'ala. A man who never ever accepted defeat. Never. The man who gave trouble to the Muslims uh, during uh, that period where, when he, Hidayat was not given to him. He noticed that the Muslims, some of them have even taken out the armor and are relaxed. Some, some of them haven't even got weapons with them securing the spoils of war. And he decided to 
cut through the, the mountain of Uhud all the way around and ambush and attack the Muslims from the back, from the rear, surprising them. And he was successful. When he came from the back with such force, Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala, when he attacked at one shot, many of the Mujahideen, the Muslims, were made shaheed. Some of them were just caught by surprise, didn't know what came, what was happening. And they pushed so forward, close to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, that for the first time, Ab sallallahu alayhi wasallam also received injury. The auspicious lips of Huzur alayhi salatu wasallam were cut. Two of the metal links were pierced, went, went through the cheeks of Huzur alayhi salatu wasallam. There was a cut on the face of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. This was a difficult moment for the companions. And straight away they, they took Huzur alayhi salatu wasallam, took him on one side where Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was not visible. When blood was oozing out, Huzur alayhi salatu wasallam looked at the companions and said, How will Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give falah? How, the peop- how will people prosper when they disobey? the Nabi of the time, when they disobey Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, How will Allah's mercy descend upon them? These were the words. When Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam was saying that, subhanallah, how the companions loved Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. We can't even understand that. My respected brothers, every part of Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam is pure and pak, tahir. External and internal. When blood was oozing out, literally, Malik bin Sinan radiallahu ta'ala took this opportunity and he licked the, the, the blood of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam from the cheeks from this side. For he knew that any part of Huzur alayhi salatu wasallam in my body was meant exemption from the fire of hell. He took that opportunity. And the two links, metal links that were piercing through the cheeks of Huzur alayhi salam. And I mentioned this, Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah came. They had no tools, nothing of the sort. He used uh, the mouth physically, uh, biting onto the links. And when he pulled out one link from one side of the cheek, one tooth was broken. And again, doing that on the other side, the second tooth also broke. Subhanallah, when you have no teeth, it's a, a different face altogether. But in the case of Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah, after this amal action, it is said that he was considered to be one of the most handsome companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi When he smiled, there was no one smiling like Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah. But yet he had no teeth in the front. Subhanallah. And Qatada radiallahu ta'ala an came fighting with one eye in his hand. Just fell out from the socket. And he came and said, Ya Rasulullah, my eye, my eye. Abu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to him, where is your eye? Give it to me. Subhanallah. Shifa. Huh? This is uh, the character of Rasulullah. That is why Qazi Ayaz has named his seerah Shifa. Huzur alayhi salam was Shifa. And he took hold of the eye and he just pushed it into the sockets and Hazrat Abu Khatada says that that became the sharpest eye. I could see everything clearly 
much clearer than even before what it was. Subhanallah. This was Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. What time was it? Exactly. Half past. Few minutes. Thodi zero. Inshallah. Namaz parakid zayangin. The rumors were now circulating that we have executed Hazrat Hamza and a lot of the companions as Khalid bin Walid is now in control we have Aliyazu Billah even executed Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam for he was nowhere to be seen in the battlefield now this was again a rumor so that mentally the Muslims become very very weak and in fact it did have an effect some of the companions just sat down and they said if Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam has become shaheed then why must we fight? Here it was Umar radiallahu ta'ala again preparing everyone that no, no, stand up and fight. You are fighting for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he was the man very, very close to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Subhanallah, Abu Dujana had just covered Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam like that. Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam was sitting. Next to him was Hazrat Sa'ad radiallahu ta'ala an. It is said that countless arrows were stuck to the back of Hazrat Abu Dujana. And in fact, this is how he became shaheed. But he was on one side protecting Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. In that condition, Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam was still giving arrows to Hazrat Sa'ad and saying to Hazrat Sa'ad, Irmi fidaqa abi wa ummi. Irmi fidaqa abi wa ummi. Oh Sa'ad, shoot, shoot. May my father and mother be a ransom on you. Subhanallah. May my father and mother be a ransom to you. Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala anha said, We have never heard Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam ransom his parents for anyone but for Hazrat Sa'ad radiallahu ta'ala. And then with Hazrat Sa'ad on one side you had Talha and Hazrat Talha was, uh, uh, he stood up and any of the, the arrows or the spear, whatever that came in the direction of Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam, he would put his hands in front until both the hands became paralyzed. Subhanallah. But they kept Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam in that manner. My respected brothers, in that condition, Ubay bin Khalaf comes and he says, If Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasalam is alive, I want to challenge him, I want to fight. Where is he? Now some of the companions came and they said, no, we will take care of Ubay bin Khalaf. Ubay bin Khalaf was a strong man. Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam said, no, no. He is challenging Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the messenger of Allah. Now for the first time Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said to the companions, move away. Let me see where Ubay is. Ubay was on his, on his horse or camel with a lot of arrogance. And Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam says, Ubay, come. Come, you want to fight me? Come. Subhanallah. Ubayi came close to Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam. Absalallahu alayhi wasalam got hold of one spear from the hands of one companion. Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam just put that spear in front of him and it just scratched the neck of Ubay bin Khalaf and he started screaming, screaming and he withdrew and went out of the battlefield. Abu Sufyan is saying to him, Obey, where are you going? Where are you going? He says, today Muhammad has killed me. Today I am going to die. And so Abu Sufyan, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Abu Sufyan said, let me see your injuries. And he looked at the neck of Obey. It was just a scratch. And he slapped 
Ubaid bin Khalaf. He says, a brave man like you running away? It's just a scratch. He says, no, no, no. According to some tradition, it, it is even mentioned that whatever Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam says, it happens. Even if he was to spit on me, I would die. Even if he was to spit on me, I would have died. Allahu Akbar. And eventually, he died. But in that condition. Now the kuffar were there, Abu Sufyan. And with this, inshallah ta'ala, we end uh, on the subject of what the role of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an was. Abu Sufyan stood up and he went close to the Muslim camp. And because they couldn't see Huzur alayhi salatu was salam, he says, Afil qawmi Muhammadun? Is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam with you? فَقَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ لَا تَجِيبُهُ Rasulullah said to uh, the companions, don't answer him. فَقَالَ أَفِي الْقَوْمِ أَبِي كُحَافَ And then he said then, is Abu Kuhafa there? Who was Abu Kuhafa? Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq. Again, Huzur alayhi salam said, لَا تَجِيبُهُ Don't answer. And then Abu Sufyan said, أَفِي الْقَوْمِ إِبْنُ الْخَتَّابِ Is Ibn al-Khattab there? Now, this is the tartib of Khilafat coming out from the mouth of someone who was not a Muslim at that time. Who was not a Muslim. So we can understand from the seerah that these were the most important individuals. Is Huzur alayhi salam alive? Is Abu Bakr Siddiq alive? Is Umar Farooq alive? And when none responded because of what Huzur alayhi salam said, Abu Sufyan, he, he would brag and in that manner, showing off. He said, فَلَوْ كَانُوا أَحْيَاءً لَأَجَابُوا O my people of Makkah, all of them have been killed. If they were alive, then they would answer me. Now was Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala I'm going to stay quiet? No. No, he didn't stay quiet. He stood up. He stood up. It says, فَلَمْ يَمْلِكْ عُمَرُ نَفْسَهُ Hazrat Umar could not take control of himself. And he stood up and he looked at Abu Allah, You are a liar or enemy of Allah. We are all alive and Allah has kept us alive so that we humiliate you. And you will die by the hands of all the companions. Abu Sufyan didn't know what to say because Umar was shouting. So now Abu Sufyan goes, Achha. And he says, A'lu hubal, A'lu hubal, A'lu hubal. And this is the name of one of the idols that they worship, Abu Sufyan. He said that, oh, we have hubal with us. We have hubal with us. Now, Huzur alayhi salam is telling Hazrat Umar to respond to that. And he says, Ya Rasulullah, what do you want me to respond? And subhanallah to that, Rasulullah said, Say to him, Allahu a'la wa ajal. Allahu a'la wa ajal. Allah is the most high and majestic. Allah is the most high and majestic. Abu Sufyan, when he heard that, he said, Lana al-uzza wa la uzza lakum. لَنَا الْعُزَّ وَلَا عُزَّ لَكُمْ For us we have Uzza, our idol that we all worship. And for you there is no Uzza. Rasulullah said to Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab, respond to that. And what a beautiful answer. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala said to him, مَوْلَانَا وَلَا مَوْلَا لَكُمْ Allahu مَوْلَانَا وَلَا مَوْلَا لَكُمْ Allah is our protector and you have no protector. Subhanallah al-Azim. And this is how the battle ended. There was no result. A lot of the Muslims became shaheed because of that one blunder. But eventually what had happened, the kuffar went back to the city of Makkah al-Mukarramah for two to three days. Absalallahu alayhi wasallam left Medina for two, three days in, 
in pursuit of the kuffar to see if they were there but information was given to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam the entire army of the kuffar was now back in Makkah al-Mukarramah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq to make amal on what has been said wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد النبي الامي وعلى اله وسلم تسليما اللهم تقبل منا وتب علينا انك التواب الرحيم سمعنا واطعنا غفرانك ربنا واليك المصير برحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين